What's Up Wenatchee is brought to you in part by Homegrown with Brent and Nikki, the new morning show that's heard Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 Pacific Standard Time on Country 1047 KKRV. Homegrown with Brent and Nikki can be heard locally in the Wenatchee Valley at 1047 FM, online at KKRV.com, or through the Odyssey app. Hi, this is Nikki Darling. Welcome to another episode of What's Up Wenatchee, where I talk to business owners, organizations, nonprofit organizations about what is happening in and around the Wenatchee Valley. Uh, I would love to be on the podcast today talking about something that is sunshiny and happy. We got spring coming, the weather's getting nicer, but unfortunately, today's topic is a little bit more serious. The truth is, Whether you'd like to admit it or not, you probably know somebody who has been a victim of either domestic violence, sexual assault, or some other kind of crime or trauma. It is just a reality in our modern day society. That's the bad news. The good news is that we have a lot more resources now than we ever had to be able to start the process of healing. So as systemic as violence and hurt and trauma can be, the cycle of healing can be just as systemic. And that process has already been started by some people like Jessica Johnson, who is the executive director of SAGE. Now, SAGE does have a Chelan Douglas chapter. It's been here since the 70s, which I will talk to Jessica about in just a minute. Uh, SAGE stands for Safety, Advocacy, Growth, and Empowerment. She's going to talk about their biggest fundraiser that they have coming up at the end of March, their Enchanted Evening. And they really rely on that event and the donors from this area to keep SAGE open, to keep it running, and to be expanding even more so that thread of healing can not only continue, but grow. And that is what is going to need to happen for for it to overtake the hurt, for it to overtake the trauma. If COVID and the pandemic has taught us anything is that we are strong as a people, as a community, and that we can make it through very difficult things. You can do hard things. And we can do hard things as a community and as individuals. But when we do it together, it's a little bit easier. So I had a really good conversation with Jessica. And I'm really glad that I was able to get her in the studio, talk about the resources that SAGE offers to Chelan and Douglas counties and what they're trying to do to be able to expand even more into our community and how they're doing it. And I know that we want to talk about the Enchanted Evening mm-hmm. event that's coming up for Sage. Just real quickly, like, is it the biggest fundraiser that Sage has throughout the year? Yes, it is. Um, actually, it used to be the only fundraiser, but now it is. Um, we have the Color Rush Run that we're going to do on April 30th for as part of the Kitty Apple Blossom. And so this is the first year that we will be doing that. So it's sort of a competition this year to see who can... <laughs> <laughs> Not that it should be, but it, it is friendly you know, competition. Yeah, friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, it's not anything other than that. 
well, who can bring in more money? Right. It's all going to a good place. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But For those are cause. typically the only two fundraisers that we do. And we used to do uh, the fun run actually in the fall, but because we had this opportunity to partner with, with not only Casa and Apple Blossom, we just felt like it was a good fit. And who doesn't want to have color thrown at them while they're running down the race? So. I mean, I know I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's... I, I would too. I think it would be cool. <laughs> so, I mean, running in and of itself. No, I'd, I'd rather stroll, but yeah, or walk. Now, is there any other funding that comes into Sage? How else do you get We're, money to help a hundred percent grant funded. Okay. So we rely on the government for their grants a lot. And so when the government is fluctuating in some of their funding streams, that causes me a lot of stress just sure. because I'm like, you're going to cut what? <laughs> However, we're lucky enough that I have some really good relationships with our state representatives and also our federal representatives. And so um, they usually try to do their best to advocate for SAGE. Now, what does SAGE stand for? Safety advocacy, growth, and empowerment. And how long has SAGE been an entity in Wenatchee? In Wenatchee, we actually formed in 1978, but we started first as a volunteer organization as the Wenatchee Rape Crisis Center that specifically was formulated to respond to victims of sexual assault. And then in the 1980s, we picked up the domestic violence program, and that includes a shelter. It's at a, we say an undisclosed location because we can't say confidential anymore just because there's too many people who have been through it. We've seen grandmas come through it, their daughters come through it, their granddaughters come through it. And so that's kind of this vicious cycle that we are always working on trying to That's break. a horrific thought. It is. It is. And unfortunately, it's true. And there are people who live in our community who may not believe that it happens here, but it does happen here in Wenatchee and Chelan and Douglas counties. Yes. And so then after that, um, in 2006, right before I started working for SAGE, they brought on the Crime Victims Program. So now that we can serve anybody who's been a victim of crime and also our Child Advocacy Center, which is where we have trained forensic interviewers who will go in and talk to kids about really hard things that they have had happened to them. We're part of a community coalition with that, you know, law enforcement, prosecutors, CPS, um, lots of people who attend our, our multidisciplinary team meetings. And we do our best to make sure that those kids get the best services and their families so that they can they can heal from that trauma. So I just I want to back up for just a moment, if I could, Jessica, because I really feel like it needs to be said that it's really, it's really sad that we even need this. Mm -hmm. It is. First and foremost. Yes. Right? Right. Because I think in today's society, it's almost normalized. Hey, mm -hmm. let's have a victim's advocacy or a, 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 a victim crime advocacy or help for those who have been victims of sexual assault or rape or domestic violence mm -hmm. because – it's so prevalent in our society or in our current society mm -hmm. that, hey, this is just we just have this. Right. But the fact is, is like it doesn't need to exist. 
That's correct. A hundred percent correct. And in fact, I always tell people I'm trying to work myself out of a job and I'm still gainfully employed after 13 years and it doesn't look like I'm going anywhere for a while. It's almost like a secret. People don't want to talk about it. They don't want to believe that it happens anywhere, but most especially in our valley. I've had an elected official once tell me, this has been years ago, that domestic violence doesn't happen in Wenatchee. And when I said, well, it does, he reached over and patted my arm and said, but not to people like us. And as soon as I gained my wits back about me, I said, well, it does happen to people like us because I'm a survivor of domestic violence. Oh, so, wow. and that was an educational piece that I needed yeah. to have with that that conversation. And so I was happy to have that and be able to talk to the person about why it's important that we're included in the budget, why I'm coming over to Olympia to talk to them. The The joke is, what color are you wearing? What That must mean what program you're talking about. Domestic violence is always purple. Green is for sexual assault and blue is for child abuse. I mean, like, what are you wearing today and what are we talking about? And I just got chills like all over my body. And, you know, this podcast is not about me. I make it at the least about me as humanly right. possible. Right. However, I am in recovery, so Mm -hmm. I don't drink. But in relation to what you're just saying, I don't really let that information out to too many people. Right. But when I feel like it's going to be helpful Mm -hmm. to a person or a group of people, I will talk about it. Right. right? And that's exactly what you're saying here Mm -hmm. is our past and our experiences could be horrific, can be traumatic, can have caused us so much grief and turmoil, but we can get through that mm-hmm. and be living examples of growing, of thriving, of mm-hmm. living a, a full life, healthy life, and helping other people along the way. Exactly. That's one of the things that I, I think is the most rewarding is to watch somebody walk in who has been a victim, and sometimes they don't even identify themselves as a victim. It's very common. Mm-hmm. And move into sur- a survivor. So I survived this. And then move into a thriver that they have, in spite of all this, they've come through the other side and they get to go on and make a difference in their life. And I feel very lucky to count myself as one of those people. When I needed this service, I didn't know that it it existed. I think we're doing a much better job getting our names out there now. I didn't realize that until I was helping somebody else who had to go through this. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's just extremely important that anybody, because it doesn't matter your race, your orientation, your gender, your um, religion. your religion, how much money you make or don't make. There are several types of violence that people probably wouldn't even consider violence, like financial abuse where people control the purse strings or mm-hmm. spiritual abuse where they dictate whether or not you get to go to church and to which church you get to go to. Those are two things that people probably would be like, well, that's just a family matter. Well, no, it's not. It's exerting power and control over somebody. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up because there are a lot of people out there that think that just domestic abuse or sexual assault is merely physical. It has to be one act 
physically asserted on another person. And that is not just the tip of the iceberg. A lot of it is that power, is that emotional control, Mm -hmm. is that mental exactly uh, anxiety and and grip that people have over one person has over another person Mm -hmm. exactly and maybe somebody's listening to this right now and they're mm, on the fence going wishy-washy back and forth going oh i'm not really sure or they're justifying it there's so much justification that comes with these situations what would you say to that person just because somebody doesn't physically strike you or hurt you in a physical way doesn't mean that you're not being abused. A lot of victims sometimes will come in and say, it's not that bad. They don't hit me. That's right. They don't. But it is. it builds up. It, it's a continuum of domestic violence. It's a continuum of lots of different things that we talk about is that, you know, it starts off slow. It's like when you go on your first date with somebody, you're always putting your best foot forward, right? You're mm-hmm. not slurping your soup. You're trying not to spill down the front of your shirt, um, you know. Unless you go on a first date with me, then I just, you know, what yeah. you see is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, we yeah. all put on a little facade we of do. trying to be that. Um, I When we go and we talk to kids at school, we talk about, you know, what happens if you were at a first date and somebody uh, hauled off and slug you in the jaw, would you have a second date? Most of them say no, but there's always one or two. They're like, YOLO, you only live once. And I'm like, you wouldn't think that then. But, you know, it's something that we have to, to talk about and deal with. But people don't do that. People don't start off by slapping you or, you know, slugging you. They start off by dipping their toe in the water and say things like, I really don't like that shirt that you're wearing, Nikki. I think you should go upstairs and change. Mm -hmm. Or I really don't appreciate that you hang out with that friend because they don't like me. Or, and they probably don't. They're probably right. Or I think that we should move here. And they try to isolate you. I mean, so like, it's a series. And because you're involved with that person, because you've, you're not on your first date with them, maybe you've been in a relationship six months, sometimes you miss those red flags. Sure. Um, but if somebody is causing you heartache and pain and making you feel bad about yourself, that's abuse. It's, there's no question. And just because somebody doesn't hit you at the moment doesn't mean that it can't escalate to that later as well. Now, if that same person is listening and maybe they are questioning it now at this moment, Mm -hmm. what would you suggest for them to do? Well, I would suggest that they either give us a call um, at 509-663-7446. We have a a 24-hour-a-day crisis line. It's our office number during the day. It's our crisis line number during the evening. And talk to somebody. It's just taking that step just to talk. You could also check out our website at www.findsafety.com. Org, and you know you could chat with somebody there, or send a ask somebody to contact you there. It's not our job to tell anybody that it's time to leave or what is happening to them. It's our job to be there as a resource, so that maybe the first time you call and you hang up, and the second time you call and you say hi and you say I don't know why I'm calling. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll just chat. 
until you feel comfortable. It's our job to be there to support victims, no matter no matter what. Calling a stranger sometimes can be difficult, so if it takes a little bit of time, that's okay. That's what we're here for. Uh, so we're talking to the executive director of SAGE about some resources for victims of uh, domestic abuse, sexual assault, and crime victimization, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't know that right. you have expanded into that realm as well. Yes. So... All kinds of crimes, so like theft, any all that? anything that has a person as a victim. So, so let's say that your building got tagged. That's probably not something that we can help mm-hmm. you with, but we could help you with if your window was broken out because somebody tried to break in. We could help you fix your window. And we're talking about things like fraud, identity theft, assault. I just don't want to say simple assault, assault, but Mm -hmm. I mean, like we're talking about suicide, human trafficking, kidnapping, murder, things like that. All in between services that any kind of crime that you think that has a person attached to it, that we can help with those things. We can help with figuring out how to clean up a crime scene if needed if need be. We can help um, by attending doctor's appointments. We can help you just figure out what you want to do next. Or if you're not feeling safe, you can call and we can get you set up in someplace that is safe for you. And that goes for all of our program. It's nice that we are able to be all-encompassing and we're the only resource in the county that serve our two county service area, all of Chelan and Douglas counties, that serve domestic violence, sexual assault, child abuse and victims of crime, people all together. So So how many people are on your staff? Right now we're sitting about, let's see, 14 full-time staff. I do have a couple of part-time people who man our crisis lines in the evenings, advocates, therapists, Mm -hmm. those those types of things. And then you have a board of directors? I do. And how big is your board? Um, right now, we are sitting at about 10 people. Um, we have the capacity to have up to 15. Our bylaws say that we have to have between 7 and 15 members on our board. So if there are people out there who are interested, who are interested <laughs> and would like to be an advocate for this type of work, uh, then you they, know, can. they can contact you and, and I'm sure you could use the help on you know, some volunteer yes. basis as yes. well. The What's Up Wenatchee podcast is supported in part by Linesse. It is a local small business right here in Wenatchee that makes soaps, bath bombs, bath dust, scents. Everything is all natural and organic and paraben and chemical free. And they helped me put together a one of a kind What's Up Wenatchee soap. It's actually two. We have a red one and a black one because those are the logo colors. And we have an apple cider and a sage lavender scent. So there's two different scents. They love making different shapes and sizes, different gift baskets. She actually made a gift basket as my thank you gifts for my baby shower. Check out lenace.net. That's L-A-N-A-C-I-E. So you can check out all her products there and you can get the What's Up Wenatchee limited edition soap. There's so many resources. There's so many that I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. that you offer, which is great. I mean, obviously, uh, 
ha- being there, for having the crisis line, being somebody to talk to and, and, and kind of maneuver through a process after uh, domestic violence or sexual assault or mm-hmm. crime victimization is, is really important. But actually giving physical help like like going to a crime mm-hmm. scene or helping physically mm-hmm. in that way is a whole different game like that's a lot of resources that are available from just one place right and and we do help with protection orders and anti-harassment orders all of our services are free and they're confidential um we so we don't charge anything including for therapy so we do have a lot of resources that we'd be willing to share and help and hope that people would reach out and um, allow us to help them. And it is great that you are government funded, grant funded, but we do know that is a tumultuous, very (laughs) precarious situation. Yes. This is definitely something that is in our community that we need to ensure stays within our community, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So to make sure that that happens, we have fundraisers. Right. And the one thing that Wenatchee is really great about is ensuring that we fund the things that are important to us. Right. 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 So this is one of those things. Yes. And so you have on Saturday, March 26th, it's the Enchanted Evening. This Mm -hmm. year, it's Back to the Future. Yes. Yes. So that's, I'm guessing, an 80s theme. An 80s, 50s theme because, you know, the movie turned... Yes, it did. 35 or what, however years old it is. I don't remember exactly. But yes, so it's um, 80s, 50s. Um, people can choose to dress up if they want in whatever era that they would like. Or they can choose to throw on a little black dress or a dress shirt and come on out. I mean, oh, you're not going to be admitted if you're not in costume. <laughs> or that you would feel singled out if you were in costume. Like, we have people who choose to wear costumes. We have people who don't choose to wear costumes. It's a it's a good mix. But everybody has a lot of fun. Tickets are on sale now. Tickets are on sale now, yes. Through the website? Through the we- website at findsafety.org. Findsafety.org. So Saturday. Saturday, March 26th, starts at 5, goes till 11. What can you expect from the Enchanted Evening? Well, as pr- probably people have can understand that we don't talk about a lot of happy things, but this is the time that we're able to kind of do some, a little bit of education. We're not going to preach at you. We just want you to have fun. The doors will open at 5, but from 5 to 6.30, there'll be the silent auction, the cocktail hour that people can come and visit with their friends. It's a great event to have to fill a table at and have you and seven of your closest friends to be able to come and hang out or however you would like that to look like. And then at 6.30, we have a plated dinner. So you can choose from our um, – the convention center is doing coffee rub skirt steak for the beef entree, crispy coconut chicken for the chicken entree, and the vegan uh, risotto, which I have gotten to taste all of them, and they were good. So you can't really go wrong. They around. usually do a pretty good yeah. job. Yeah. Um, that'll start at 6.30. We'll have a little bit of a program where we give out some awards to people just to thank them. Um, and then we'll move into our live auction items. And we have some really good items this year. We have a couple of trips, one to Mexico and one to Nashville. We've got 
tickets to Great Wolf Lodge. I mean, we've, there's lots of surprises. One of our um, most favorite is every year we do something like in 2020, we did a barrel of booze and it was the Roaring Twenties. Roaring Twenties was the theme that went over well. We've done a wagon of whiskey. We've done a trunk of tequila. We've done a <laughs> suitcase of spirits. We've done lots of different things because this will be our ninth annual one. This year we're doing a DeLorean of drinks. So nice. Yes, so we always try to figure out how we can work that in. So, uh-huh. um, so that'll be one of our live auction items as well. A vat of vodka. Yeah, that like vodka. That. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Booze always goes over right. really well. Yes, it does. When and just think about it, you get to bid on something that probably like to drink, and exactly, you can have a big old party with that and not spend a, a dime. You know, mm-hmm. we'll supply it for you. <laughs> And obviously, all the money that you raise at this event goes right back to helping the people that you are, are, are giving these resources to at SAGE. Is that right? That's correct. Um, this year, we're hoping to raise money towards a mobile advocacy center. So Van with uh, decked out as an office, basically, that we can go to like Bridgeport and Chelan or Manson or Leavenworth or Plain. or oh, that's amazing. Um, because our two county area is so big, it's about the size of Connecticut. So if you think about it that way, we're serving a state size. Yeah. Um, so we are grateful to the people who sometimes provide us with space to meet. But there are times that we have to be creative and being able to have a van would be able, we could take food to people, we could take diapers to people, we could take whatever they needed and they could meet with us in a private space and that would be safe. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's something that we're hoping to raise money for so that we can obtain that vehicle so that's what we're doing our raise the paddle and all that kind of sort of auction well stuff. i really hope that you make that goal because yes. that would be absolutely amazing for this area jessica i want i mean i want to thank you for coming in uh, i know we get to talk about some really serious right. topics and i'm i'm pretty sure that you're used to talking about this because this is your life day in and day out mm-hmm. so i especially want to thank you for for doing the work that you do because I know other people who have done this work Mm -hmm. and have made it their life's mission for doing this and helping other people. And sometimes you can get burnt out. You can. You can. Mm -hmm. And, and I just want you to know if nobody's told you lately that you are appreciated in this community. Thank you. And uh, we are severely grateful for Thank the you. work that Sage does, the work that you do, and if we, I mean, we, if we didn't have this, uh, it, it's not that the entire community would crumble in, but essentially it would emotionally mm-hmm. just crumble in and uh, in and of itself. And I wouldn't want to see a community that didn't help itself, mm-hmm. right? Right. So we need people like you and the people other others that are working full time and volunteering their time to do the work uh, like this. Because people yes. need to heal. Yes, they not do. Not just the country, not just the region, but our own community members need yes. to heal. 
They do. And, you know, I, I know that this is a really tough topic. We don't get to go out and we don't get to talk about kitties and rainbows and unicorns. I mean, we do get to talk about Hank, our, our facility dog, which is great. Um, he'll be at an enchanted evening, so you can have a chance to meet him there. But also, we want people just to know that we're there as a service, and that's what we do. It, and we don't always get to see closure with our clients, but we do get, I do feel like that this is a job that I get to come to every day and I make some sort of difference every single day and I might not see it all a completed project but I know that being there to talk or answering the crisis line or responding to a sexual assault at the the hospital all that means something to people and even if they don't know that they might have considered wanting us there just us showing up and being able to hand out a business card or um, just say, you know, I'm here for you. I can sit quietly in the room with you. It makes a lot of difference to a lot of different people. And unfortunately, these crimes don't discriminate just because you may have money or you don't have money. You know, if you're a man or a woman, if you're black, brown, purple, pink, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't dis- uh, discriminate. I, w- I wish there was a way that we can wave our magic wand and make that go away. Yeah, but. I wish we could abolish it altogether. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe as as more people heal and get stronger, then maybe that'll trickle down yes. eventually. That, I hope that so. That could be the goal. All right, so Enchanted Evening, the fundraiser for Sage. Back to the Future is the theme, Saturday, March 26th, 5 to 11 at the Wenatchee Convention Center. It is a 21 and over event, their ninth annual, to try and get them this mobile unit van that will go around the region. Tickets are on sale now at findsafety.org. Jessica Johnson, thank you so much for coming in. We'll have you back on the podcast to talk about sunshine and rainbows and puppy dogs, I promise. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm used to not talking about the happy stuff, but thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. What's Up Wenatchee is now in its second season. It's so exciting. Thank you so much for listening and all of your support up to this point. If you're from a business or an organization or nonprofit and would like to be a part of the podcast, we're booking now for interviews and guests up until July. What's Up Wenatchee is produced and distributed by the Darling Podcast Network. To hear all of the episodes or if your organization or business is interested in developing a podcast, visit Darling Podcast. That's darlingpodcasts.com. 